0: Welcome back to Therapy Talks with Taylor. My name is Taylor Preche, your host. I am proud owner of A Change Within, which is a mental health private practice where I provide individual couples and family therapy. I also create and design mental health workshops for local community organizations, and as well as content resources for clients and apparel for mental health awareness. And so I'm so excited to welcome you back on today's episode. And today's episode is a little differently. I'm going to really focus in on a self-reflection piece. So this is my self-reflection of year 30 because my birthday is 1111. 11. Um, I turned 31 this year and I just want to take a moment to really just kind of self-reflect on what it was like turning 30 and all the things that have transpired, you know, since crossing over into 30s world and you know, people say like, oh, it's just 30. There's nothing, not a big difference. Um, That's a lie. They lied to you. Your 30s, vastly different than your 20s. So kind of sit back, get on board, because it's going to be a ride on little snippets of some major revelations and insights that I have developed. All right, fam. So your 30s. Let me tell you what. It has been... Uh, a learning experience, I will say, because my 30s or at least my 30th year has been a year of transformation. And I felt it leading up into that year. So, from year 28 and 29, I started to feel internally like mm, something's on the horizon for me. Something is coming. Something is awakening, if you will in terms of my life. Do I, did I know what it was? No. So shout out to all my 28-year-olds and 29-year-olds. I got you. I understand like you might be feeling like, oh wait, there's something happening. I'm changing. There's a development. I feel like something's approaching. That's the year 30. And I say that because when I turned 30, it felt like a shift. And I equated it to almost like Like, for example, like if you go to the beach, right, you go to the beach, you have the waves that come up and there's sediment in the water. And so the first couple feet, it's not really clear. It's a little bit, you know, sand, sediment turning in the waves. Now, imagine going to the same beach and there's no waves. It's just flat. You can see for miles and you look in the water and you see straight down because there's no churning, there's no turbulent waves. You literally have clarity. That's what I equate hitting 30 like there has there is this shift in clarity that there is this level of focus that is like no other. I have had some of the most insightful months in my 30th year than I had, you know, in all my 20s. And it's because there's this shift in the narrative, this is who I am. And I play this like when you turn 30, you really shift into this embodiment of self that this is me. This is who I am. This is how I identify. And this is how I present myself. It becomes more in line and more concrete. To where you know who you are, you know your value systems, you know how you want to come up and show out in the world. That there is no amount of distracting factors from external people or things or items that will shift your perspective on how you show up in the world. That is that clarity. You have a more in-tune view of who you are as a person. That It doesn't matter what a person thinks of you. It doesn't matter if they want you to wear your hair a certain way. It doesn't matter if they want you to dress a certain way. It's like, okay, respectfully, that's your aesthetics. Cool. But this is who I am. This is how I show up. That is, was my 30s. I felt like, wow, okay, everything's making sense. And, and there's been a lot that has happened in this last year, you know, having, you know. So some major things that have happened in year 30 is really hitting on these main categories, which is relationships with others, my parenting, my business and how I show up, and then just my self-identity. So, looking at relationships with others, you know, not only specifically my marriage, but also connections with my family and my closest friends, is that I am trying to be more vulnerable with my emotions and my internal thoughts. Um, I don't know if you, any of you, are out into um, horoscopes, but I'm a Scorpio, and. One trait of Scorpios that I kind of low-key think is really true is that we are very guarded with our internal thoughts and feelings, so much so that we only give like maybe 5% of this honest emotion or honest thought to even our most trusted people. And so one of my biggest challenge this year of 30, I try to really be more open and be more vulnerable with the people I love, with my with my husband, with my best friends, with my family, you know, even with my daughters that I want to be, you know, emotionally vulnerable to where they know more about me and they feel more connected. And also it takes understanding, it goes both ways. Like if I am being more emotionally vulnerable with others, I in turn am allowing them to do that to me. And so that has been a big challenge. And I feel like I've developed some really good connections with others, specifically friends and family and my husband over this last year on our emotionality and our connection. Um, parenting, that was a, a big thing because in this year 30, my daughter transitioned from one years old to two years old. And it's a major, major shift in who she is, that person, her personality, <laughs> I'm going to tell you a hashtag taller mom. Um, she is through the roof. She is telling me exactly what she wants, who she is, what she doesn't want. I could tell you one day She, I was like, oh, do you want some oatmeal? She's like, no, mommy, I don't want oatmeal. Cereal will be fine. Well, excuse me, ma'am. Okay. Yes, ma'am. No, ma'am. <laughs> so that's been a major adjustment as a parent is allowing her the freedom to express how she wants to express and to have the flexibility within myself to allow her to process emotions authentically. And as they come up organically, which sometimes it definitely leaves me in the headspace of Like, okay, I do have to adjust my schedule. Like toddler time is a real time. It doesn't fall full or follow. I should say, um, the normal schedules of adults toddler time is whole separate plane and so i had to humble myself in allowing my daughter to be organic and authentic in herself I had to take a step back and that means, okay, I, she needs a little powwow right now. And I hold her and then we cry it out and I, you know, validate her emotions. It may take me 10 minutes later and maybe late to my appointment, but okay, that that's not my priority. My priority is making sure she is raised as a secured, emotionally secured individual. And so that means taking a step back. And so I've been challenging myself with that. Um, Also, in terms of my business has been a major shift this last year in terms of how I want to grow and that I'm not just a therapist one-on-one. I am also more. That's why, you know, I start off every podcast with kind of listing the attributes I want to contribute to just my local, my local world, you know, my local clientele and the people I interact with and networking and, you know, really branch out to really start from me the groundwork to change. You know, my my idea, my purpose in life is to change the world one person at a time. And it, it may not be the whole 8 billion people world. It may just be the world of Orlando, Florida. <laughs> um, but the idea is that I got to start now. And so that has been my biggest push and, you know, being aligned and connected with so many different people who have pushed me along the way and have you know, gently nudge me out of my comfort zone to change and to grow, and I am so thankful for you know the connections that I have made and the the people I have interacted with this last year have really motivate me to continue to grow, continue to elevate myself in my message of mental health and the awareness and you know educating everyone about you know your voice matters, your emotions matter that. You are a person that needs to be seen and heard and loved on. And then lastly, a major change these last 12 months have been myself, specifically in my identity. Um, It took a hit really with parenting. Now, becoming a mom had really knocked me down, really knocked me down. I lost who I was because I was so dedicated to making sure my child survived that first year of life that I minimize all of my needs. I minimize myself. I minimize my my value that I was like, oh, wait, hold up. <laughs> Where did Taylor go? And so this last year, the last 12 months of year 30, I've been really focused on who is Taylor? How does she want to show up in the world? How does she want to re- represent herself? What does she look like? What does she sound like? You know, I've really been invested in me. And being comfortable and confident in who I am as a person and reclaiming my name, Taylor. Because sometimes when you become a mom, you just mom and you drop your Taylor. And you become, oh, I'm mom, mama of my daughter. Um, and as understanding that the two coexist, that I am a fantastic mom and I'm an amazing wife. But most importantly, I am Taylor. that's who I am. I am Taylor. And these attributes and these roles are not only the all encompassing thing of me. And so that has been the major thing for me and shifting on my identity of who I am and knowing that I can allow Taylor to grow and foster and have fun and hang out and still be mom and still be wife and still be family and, you know, friends and, you know, business. So it, it there is a multi intersectionality of self. And I feel like I'm, I'm in that zone of emerging all identities of self and allowing time for each of those to thrive. And so that's been my, you know, synopsis of my year 30. And I look forward to what the next year of 30 and 1 happens. And I am just so excited for the the next chapter of life. And, and it just kind of speaks to me as a person is that I love birthdays. I have always loved birthdays um, from the, from as little as little can be. I've always loved birthdays. And even growing up in my teens and in my twenties, I think birthdays are so amazing because it really becomes this two thing, a reflection of the year past but a hopefulness for the year to come. And I think that's so amazing. And I encourage everyone listening and watching that you kind of take that approach and just try it out. I say for try out for one of your birthdays that you dedicate space to reflect on the previous year. What were some of the most successful moments? What were some of the most challenging moments? What are some areas to grow on or what some areas you really nailed it? And then also plan out the next chapter. It's like, okay, what's some things I really want to focus on in this next 12 months? What are some things I want to increase my knowledge on or increase my connection with? Um, So kind of doing those two reflection and then hopefulness planning of around birthdays is really helps, you know, shift that perspective to not dread your birthday, but to celebrate it because it's another year of life. And that's so pivotal that just in our society that we do have to celebrate life because, you know, we have seen time and time again, especially the last couple of months that life is short. Sometimes it can be taken in an instant. And so what are we doing to celebrate all the moments? So let me know in the comments, send me a message, reach out. I would love to hear from you on how you will celebrate your birthday to come. So let me know. Have a blessed day.